we try to have certainty in a very uncertain world. And that gives us the most trouble. We're trying to attach to an outcome, trying to have a timeline. And much of regular world works that way, right? You always have a deadline. You always have a time where you, you know, this is a starting point. This is a finish point. But there's this other part of life that there is no such thing. There is no time. It comes when it's ready. Hi, and welcome to The Leadership Blog, a podcast that explores and celebrates modern, authentic leadership. This is Victoria Roth. Every week, I'm talking to inspiring leaders from all walks of life about their story, how they created what they have, and what keeps them motivated for success. My guest this week is Julia Cha. Julia is an author, a life coach, and a rapid transformation therapist who specializes in the success mindset. Her passion is helping people work through their limits, including subconscious programming that hardwires and freezes us in debilitating thought and behavior patterns. This programming constantly sabotages our chances for success. Julia refers to this as conditioning, like a program that runs at the subconscious level of your mind that you may not even realize is controlling you and the way you live your life. She explores this in her practical, easy to read book, Am I There Yet? The messy business of being yourself when you have no idea who that is, which is available on Amazon and the link is in the episode details. I highly recommend this book. In this conversation, we cover what is meant to do real self-development work versus self-development light, how to build patience and resilience when working towards success, and how not to let rejection stop you. I would say that I am that person who can take you to the deep work. That's, that's the easiest way I'll describe it because this area that we are talking about is quite intangible. It's not like um, certain types of transformation that we're used to when it comes to career up-leveling. Like if you're in a corporation, you have a very clear outline of what is required to up-level and you kind of make a choice based on that. The truth is that real life doesn't work that way. And deep transformation is not a straight line. So I would say that I am the person who will take you from the work that you've been doing and kind of making traction and to accelerate that really quickly to the next level. Yeah. Your book, you talk a lot about self-development light, right? And this kind yeah. of motivation, self-starting, let's be positive. Um, yeah. Which is what you say is, is not real work. Like to do real work, you have to go deep. Yes. And the real work actually, it hurts like hell. And mm-hmm. I believe because we're so wired to avoid pain and move towards pleasure. That is the wiring, the natural wiring of the brain. Mm-hmm. We'll often not realize that we're doing self-development light until we find ourselves quite stuck for years, a lot of times. And is that the position that you found yourself in that drove you to do this work? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I actually quite, I share quite openly that I've got a 10 out of 10 in the ACE questionnaire, which is the Adverse Childhood Experience Questionnaire. If you go to um, trauma therapists, they'll usually get you to go through this 10 simple questions. Have you ever had this experience? Have you ever had this experience? And there are 10 questions. I score a 10 out of 10. Now, in the, it, most people have something from the ACE questionnaire. If you have more than six, that's already putting the person in the category 
where that person has high adversity in childhood. And because in, in our formative years, mainly between the age of zero to seven, some will say until the age of 10, those years really set the foundation of the control center of your mind, which is your subconscious mind. It's not the logical mind. It's not the, the mind that you use for school or for logical thinking or work, right? This is, this is essentially whatever is in our subconscious mind is, becomes the core of our being. And when people have high adversity from early on, basically your subconscious main role is to help you survive. So basically what happens is that if you have high adversity, you, your existing patterns, your coping patterns, the way you navigate relationships and how you see the world is based on the adversity you experienced. And so essentially people who have high adversity, so six and up on, on the ACE questionnaire, they'll often experience a lot of physical trauma in life. They experience relationship issues quite badly. A lot of times, sometimes scarcity and scarcity has nothing to do with how much you earn. It's how you feel, the feeling of lack of safety and finances. You experience chronic illness, because so much of the, the mind-body connection, it really ties into the subconscious mind. So actually understanding what that is, is part of doing the deep work. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to understand yourself and really understand your drivers first, mm -hmm. rather than thinking, let's focus on the future, everything's going to be okay. I've just got to maybe take this program or take this course or invest in this book and then I'll be fine, right? It's mm -hmm. Digging, digging deep. And when you started getting clients, did you find that you were getting the clients that had the same background or intentions as you? When we go into business, it's very interesting. Actually, it doesn't always work only in business, but even if you're in corporate life and you have certain coworkers that you jive with, that you connect with immediately, you could have like a hundred people in a meeting room and then there'll be just that one or two people that you start talking to and then you start to become familiar with them. And so much of it has to do with the energy that emanates from our subconscious. And so when people come together, like you and I are speaking and we don't know each other very well, but I'm sure Victoria, if we dug in deep, there'll be many commonalities. Mm -hmm. In terms of the experience, instead of thinking, in terms of how we perceive the world, in terms of experiences, and this defies culture, ethnicity, race, it really it defies pretty much everything. Because in the end, we're talking about human, human existence, human issues, human experiences. Mm -hmm. and, and so, yes, I, I did find from the beginning and even now and forevermore, <laughs> the clients that I get are people who resonate at some deep level. And that resonance is not visible. And this is where it trips us up because we're so like, I was trained to be very logical. Look what is in front of you. Assess the situation based on what's in front of you. And then you distill an answer from that. And that's how we're trained in school as well. But there's so much that we miss in the things that we can't see, right? Mm -hmm. And who we choose and we attract into our life. Even the fact that I decided to do this podcast with you and to sit down with you, have this conversation, there is a resonance. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, it's often invisible and intangible. And in a world where we're always looking for visible, tangible things, that can be yeah. a really, really hard step to take forward, you know, and to even yes. understand. 
Um, so in your book, you talk about leaping into the fire. You know, if you want to mm-hmm. make a transformation in, in your life, you have to go into the yeah. fire, stay into the fire. That sometimes looks ugly and it sometimes looks painful. What gave you the courage, even the feeling of necessity that you, this is something you must do? It gets to a point where you can't handle it anymore. And we talked briefly about this the first time we met, right, Victoria, how sometimes we need a kind of a ground shaking experience to help us see a different perspective. And for a lot of women, men too, but a lot of women, after they have their first child, it becomes like their eye-opening experience of how you see the world, the values you used to have are no longer the same. And then um, with each child, you basically add another layer of deep perspective. And so when I got to, I guess, the pressure of raising a family, and I've been a single mom for now at this point, eight years. Mm-hmm. The pressure of that and my dissatisfaction was really affecting my children badly. The way I was parenting, who I was being, my energy, all of that was affecting my relationship with them. And no matter how hard you try to be a conscious parent, there are things internally that we have to tweak. Otherwise, we're unable to show up as our best self. So that was one aspect where I decided to take the leap. The second aspect was that I could not project myself five years, 10 years down the road, becoming one of the top people in the company I was working in. I just could not, I didn't think that would make me happy. And so you start to think the consequences of working another five to 10 years, struggling to juggle your family, right? Getting downtown, fighting traffic to get back, doing all that, missing out most of your children's life, Mm -hmm. not really knowing who they are because of what is required to put in in your career. I thought of that life and I said, I can't take that risk. That risk of staying the same is worse than taking the leap and seeing what happens because at least I tried. Absolutely. At least you have that for yourself. No matter what happens, you made the right decision when you felt it was the right decision to be made. But That's right. One of the things that really puts people off making that decision, though, is that fear of being rejection, of, of mm-hmm. being not loved, not enough. Other people yeah. ostracize you because you're not following the pattern. How do you confront all of that? It's a constant mindset work. We will never find a day that we wake up and we're completely fear of rejection. <laughs> There's, it is, oh, this is one of, this is the greatest human fear is the fear of rejection. Why? Because we are wired for hundreds of thousands of years to rely on our tribe, mm-hmm. right? That's why exile used to be the worst punishment. If you look at history, right? The worst punishment wasn't death. It was exile. So this is very much ingrained in us because as soon as we're born, we rely on other humans around us, our tribe to survive. And if you look at other animals, they don't have that as much, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a baby giraffe will be born and then you'll start walking. A human being, completely helpless. Mm-hmm. Helpless for many, many years, right? And so we have this so ingrained in us. It's never something that we wake up and say, I, I never fear rejection ever again. It's a practice. Self-awareness is also practice. We don't suddenly wake up and say, I know everything about myself and why I do things and why I don't do things. 
We don't suddenly wake up and understand people fully, completely, 100%, right? It's a practice. The fear of rejection, nothing can really truly reject you. You have to start to think about the consequences. So what if somebody rejected me? So what if someone said no to my, my work? So, so what if somebody wrote me a hate mail, right? Mm-hmm. Which inevitably happens when you're in the public, right? I get lost on YouTube videos with, with thumbs down and, right? <laughs> it's just the nature of things. Sometimes people argue with me on my content. Oh, this is not true. Uh, you, can't, you can't fix a physical illness by working on the subconscious mind, right? So there's a lot of that. And as long as you don't let it in, it can't hurt you. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, that's a very important question. You know, what does rock bottom really look like? Is your worst fear really a thumbs down on a YouTube video, right? In the context of everything that can happen in life, is that really a reason exactly. not to do something? Mm-hmm. But as you said, it does require training. And I think that's why your book title is so pertinent. Am I there yet? Because we're actually <laughs> waiting, right? Like, am I there? Okay, I'm there. Okay, I can start being successful now. I can right. start getting myself out there now. But actually, you become ready by doing the work. That's right. Absolutely. And that's why that, that question is a question that people tell themselves in their head. Am I there yet? When I'm ready, I'll do it. But you got to do it before you're ready because you'll never be ready until you start it. Exactly what you said, right? And also when, when we are fighting against the pain of the fire, we always wonder if the pain's going to be over yet. So that again, it's like, when can I get the reward, right? It's like looking for the instant gratification, like a sugar head in your brain or something along those lines, right? Yeah. We have to learn to enjoy the process. Yeah. Or just even to kind of surrender to the process, not surrender in a weak way, but just like, let it take you. You use another really pertinent example, at least I found in the book about relating that to childbirth. And I know that's not everyone is going to understand what that experience feels like. But, you know, one thing when you go to childbirth is like, there is no deadline. Nobody is going to be saying to you five in five hours, you know, you're going to have your baby. You don't know how long it's going to mm-hmm. take. And that's actually one of the worst <laughs> things about it. Um, yeah. Right. And it's, it's kind of like that with success. Nobody's got a timeline to tell you. Right. By the time you hit this milestone, whatever you've got in your head, you're going to be there. You're going to arrive. You're going to be ready. You're going to be successful. It's like, it's a process. We try to have certainty in a very uncertain world. And that gives us the most trouble. We're trying to attach to an outcome, trying to have a timeline. And much of regular world works that way, right? You always have a deadline. You always have a time where you, you know, this is a starting point. This is a finish point. But there's this other part of life that there is no such thing. There is no time. It comes when it's ready. And we can't control that. We can only be part of the process. Mm-hmm. And the childbirth thing is interesting because when you're giving birth, you just want that to finish. Am I there yet? Are we done? Is the baby here yet? And then you have the baby, you realize, the real work just began. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I remember having my, my first son, I, I think I labored for like 11 hours or something. And I had him naturally, I had him home. And then I'm like, okay, with well, this part is done, but then, you know, okay, I'll just nurse my own, right. My body. And then like months and months of un- the inconsolable crying begins. Right. <laughs> exactly of the baby. There's nothing you can do. You're trying to manage yourself and you're trying to manage it. You're trying to nurse, learning how to do all of that. 
trying to have a relationship with your husband again that's different i mean the real work has just began and now my son's becoming a teenager entirely this there's never am i there yet <laughs> if business is a baby it's the same thing right yeah, when in, it's, a, it's actually a very good comparison. I mean, business is kind of is like your baby. It's a projection yeah. in a way of what you want in your life. You put your values into it. You try to take care of it. And, and talking of that, so with your business, where do you see this going like as a, as a mission for yourself? You know, not in terms of milestones or anything, but what do, you, what do you want your legacy to be with your work? I would like my legacy to be two things. First of all, that there's no amount of trauma that you cannot heal. Because not once, many times I have been told that I should be extremely patient with myself by certain accomplished therapists because I've had too much trauma and I mustn't be hard on myself. And by the time maybe midlife, I have a much better life. It doesn't need to take that long. When I was 20, I was told this. It'll take you years to get better. Don't rush it. Mm-hmm. You mean I can have a life when I'm 50 and I have to suffer from the consequences of things I struggle with before I turn 20? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to take long. You just have to be ready, accepting, humble, mm-hmm. and be open to things that you already resist. There's, there's one aspect of healing I absolutely resisted because I believed I was so smart and logical and scientific. And what is required for every human who's experience pervasive, difficult situations, trauma, adversity, is spiritual healing. Because the subconscious mind is not logical. If we try to use logic, we don't get through the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is ruling 95 to 97% of your daily thoughts, feelings, experiences, activities, how you make choices, right? And it's also what magnetizes energy and draws people and opportunities towards you. And so to, to work that aspect, I remember the first time one of my trusted therapists told me, um, this is spiritual work. I freaked out and I left the, left the office. I was like, I don't do that. <laughs> For me. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It, it's about being open mm-hmm. to concepts, to words that you have high resistance towards, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and then the second aspect that I truly care about is for people to become more aware of what the real work is. Mm-hmm. Self-development light is not a bad thing. It gets us places, right? We have to feel good, right? I mean, I just, like, I, I'm starting to do workouts now and, like, becoming really zoned in differently from how I used to work out before. Now it's very, it, it's like with a trainer, with my nutritionist, like, very specific, Right. The real work has begun now. So mm-hmm. I actually did my self-development line when I got like nice outfits for my workouts, <laughs> right? That's not, you need to get to, you, you want to have that feeling. Now, the outfits are not going to take me through the times when the workout feels like hell, right? Yeah. But it's for, for people to become aware as a global, at a mass level, that there is the light work, which is, gets us started. And there's a deep work that always follows up and to be open to that, to surrender to that and to raise the consciousness of humanity. Absolutely. And, you know, buying more outfits will make you more fit. It's really it that clarity as well. 
right? Yeah, it's, it's helping you do that. You know, it's easier to get to the gym when you look good in your outfit, when you have the right shoes, right? Yes, <laughs> but we all want. So if people want to find out more about how to work with you, where should they go? They can visit my website. It's juliacha.com. Very simple. Mm-hmm. They can also find me on LinkedIn social media, just under Julia Cha. Mm-hmm. At Julia Cha on LinkedIn. Very easy to find me. Perfect. And you, you're welcome. We you welcome people just getting in touch with you and maybe booking a chat. That's your process. Absolutely. Yes. They can book a chat. Um, if you go through my scheduler, if you want the link, I can send it to you, Victoria, if you want to link that. Um, and there will be like a series of questions just so I know what kind of conversation we're having. But absolutely, people are able to reach out. Perfect. Are there any closing thoughts you'd like to share, especially as we were talking about rejection? Is there yeah. one piece of advice that you would give about how to handle that if that happened to you today? Everybody is trying to do their best. And if someone rejects you, that's them trying to do their best. When you do your best, is to not let it in. If it doesn't help you, don't let it in. Perfect. Let it roll off your body like oil and water. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Thank you so much for having me here, Victoria. I really appreciate it. And this amazing thing that you're doing, again, to elevate the, the consciousness of everybody, of the world. I appreciate it. And a big, big thanks to Julia for coming on to share what a real self-development journey looks like. You can find out more details of her book and how to get in touch and work with Julia in the episode notes. If this conversation has been of value to you, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any future interviews and leave a review. Thank you for joining and I'll talk to you next time.